Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell, that is Kurt Souter, and we are co-hosts of this little show called Solid Steps. And a few years ago, Kurt approached me and said, hey, let's do a radio show. And I said, okay. And we decided we were going to do a show, and there's a little bit more to the story than that. You can go to the first couple episodes of our show to, to hear that on our podcast. But uh, yeah, we, There was a little bit more, more to that. More to that story, but uh, we decided we wanted to do a show that was geared towards the fellas, that, um, that men talk about politics and sports really easily, but sometimes we don't talk about the most important things. And uh, the most important things are who is God, who are we in his, in his grand scheme of things, um, how do we be good dads and husbands and leaders at work and uh, good neighbors, and just how do we become the men that God wanted us to be. And we believe here at Solid Steps that you were destined as men. You're not living out your destiny as a man fully unless you're walking with God through Jesus Christ. And we believe that's true for women, too. But um, we wanted to talk to guys and hear, the, hear men's voices, you know, the story that God is writing in men's lives. And uh, today we're going to talk to a couple guys who are, we were just talking before we started the show, that Kurt asked the question, can you believe that there are men who go through life that don't have this relationship that they have. And the reality of it is, it's really almost shocking that people do have this type of relationship in the selfish, self-centered culture that we live in, where people you've been told from a young age, uh, if it's gotta be, it's up to me. I'm gonna make it on my own and I don't need anybody's help. I heard somebody say they, you know, they were a self-made millionaire or self-made billionaire. And I thought, boy, are you foolish? Because nobody's made by themselves anything in that, <laughs> that world. And especially in, in the business world, we're talking with guys. Did you know, Kurt, that, that who mentored Mark Zuckerberg, one of his biggest mentors, who, he's a guy who, by the way, he started Facebook, in case you don't. I know you're oh, looking you're at me kidding. with the deer and headlight I, I, looks. I, 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 didn't okay. know, I don't know where you're going with okay. this. <laughs> so uh, do you know who one of his biggest mentors were? When, uh, he, when he first started Facebook, who, who he reached out to for mentoring? I should know this. And no, know. most people don't. Steve Jobs. Really? Yeah. He, he, they, there was a mentoring relationship that most people don't know about. And so in the business world, it's almost always, hey, can you help? take me down the path of, of this business or uh, of different areas of, of uh, entrepreneurship. But what about being a mentor in life and how to be a husband, a father, and just to do this life as a man, which today we're going to talk about two men who have that kind of relationship. So, yeah, you know, Chad, it's, it is amazing how many men, you know, being a men's pastor for over a decade and working with men for almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how guys go through life solo. And and we got two guys here who, um, and w- one of them, I, in fact, Chad, I kind of, I, I joke, but I'm really serious. I, like I own my life almost. We can blame the man <laughs> sitting next to me for you being here. Right? That's right. Oh, That's right. The reason I'm in Louisville, Kentucky is a huge part of Mercy, Murphy Belding. Murphy, uh, welcome to the show, uh, man. Hey, good to be with you, Kurt. And yeah. it's not me, it's the Lord, <laughs> well, brother. Yeah, it is the Lord, but the Lord used you. You know, um, Chad, I, I don't think you missed it when, um, before you got in this morning, I was talking to these guys, and uh, I'm la- I'm driving down the road, and I'm laughing out loud. If somebody was watching, like, what is he laughing about? You know, he's all by himself. But I was thinking about 20 years ago, and Murphy calls me up, and he says, hey, Kurt, we want to hire you. We're offering you this job to be the men's pastor at Southeast Christian Church. And uh, I said, oh, Murphy, um, I need to pray about this. Well, now, this, there's been a three-month <laughs> process to get to this point and make the offer, right? So go ahead. <laughs> so three, three months, and, Mur- and Murphy goes, pray about it. 
That's what you must have been doing for the last three months, <laughs> praying about it. I've been talking to you for three months about this. <laughs> Prayers are over. And, yes and, or no? And, and I said, I need a week. And Murphy goes, it was Monday night. It was on a Monday night. And Murphy goes, a week? He goes, I'll give you till Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I am indebted to Murphy Belding. Mm. Actually, um, Murphy and a group of guys... Uh, right after Kristen passed, they, they, they said to me, get your rear end here, in here on Thursday mornings with all of us guys. A men's group. A men's group, and we're going to love on you and work, you know, help you through this whole grief journey. And uh, so in, ho- in a host of ways, I'm indebted to Murphy. Oh. But, so, but uh, it's great to have you back, Murph. Good to be with you. Yeah, you and Chad both, yeah. yeah and, uh, and, and uh, Chad, you need to tell him who Steve Jobs is. He doesn't know who Steve Jobs is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll tell him that on the break. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Actually, yeah, there's a great story about Steve Jobs when he was uh, when he was offered to leave Coca-Cola to go to Apple. Uh, did you ever hear that story? Yeah. Uh, that's a great yeah. story about you know, the guy says, are you going to are you going to seriously spend the rest of your life sh- selling sugar water when you can change the world? Mm-hmm. And that was the catalyst to have him jump and and. Uh, do the whole Apple thing. And then Murphy's dear, dear friend, we have Biddy Bates with us. Biddy, welcome. Well, thanks. It's uh, I feel a little like a cow in a new gate. I don't know whether I want to walk through this thing or not and get with you guys. You're, you're uh, a, a little world under your own this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's great to have you. And, uh, I, you know, Biddy, we, I think we talked on the phone years and years ago. And I've always hear, heard about Biddy Bates, Biddy Bates, because <laughs> Murphy talks about you. And so, um, Murphy, you've been in the Louisville area for how long now? Uh, I came to Louisville in 87 to go to Southern Seminary and uh, and did 17 years at Southeast and uh, took a break and now back at Southeast for three and a half years. Yeah, you, you've kind of, you know, kind of floated around. You're yep. up in the Indy area mm-hmm. and then you came back. And, mm-hmm. uh, I love Louisville, Kentucky. We had our three girls here. I mean, this is, this is home. I'll probably die here in Louisville. That's uh, no, not a, today. Hopefully, you, you, you keep riding that old motorcycle of mine, and you are going to die. Yeah, I know it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and so you got connected to Biddy how many years ago? Uh, well, years ago, I used to uh, go to the What We Believe class, and uh, you know, Bob Russell, a senior minister of Southeast, would teach What We Believe for three weeks, three Sunday nights in a row. So I would go to the What We Believe class and uh, try to recruit group leaders and people to join a small group. Biddy and Linda walked to my table in the back and, uh, hey, we're interested in joining a small group, you know. So um, just um, his personality and uh, Linda and all of that, they had a, uh, a church background and uh, for whatever reason, it was just man, I like this guy. <laughs> you know? For whatever reason, but Betty, did you did you think that you probably thought this guy needs help? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we were in all of the place. We had come from a very small church, and uh, we walked into Southeast and just couldn't believe there was. And at that point, it was you know what four or five thousand people, and uh, it was just amazing to to insert ourselves in the congregation. And, you know, I thought Murphy was the senior pastor initially. He was so suave. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually they joined a small group. And then I think Biddy and Linda invited us over to their home. And uh, and, and we just developed a friendship, kind of kept with it, uh, uh, up with each other. And then Biddy uh, began to talk about snow skiing. 
And I thought, wow, I've never been snow skiing. I mean, I'm from South Georgia, man. There's no mountain there other than an anthill. And, um, and surely no snow. <laughs> and surely no snow. So he talked me into going skiing, and we just developed a friendship. And uh, he kind of mentored me, uh, you know, to ski in the right way and enjoy it. Uh, he hit me with a ski pole a time or two, <laughs> make sure I, I did it the right way. But um, our goal, our goal that uh, week we were at uh, out of Breckenridge was to get him to ski down a black, black diamond, you know, steep and bumpy. His first, and his, his first, first week. That was our, that was our goal, and uh, uh, that's where I used the ski pole to prod him to go over the edge. <laughs> and I did it, uh, and I went down forward for quite a while, and then I went down backwards, and that that was my only black diamond ski slope. But uh, one time, yeah. And, uh, and your then, dear friend. Dear friend pushed me over the edge. <laughs> and uh, then we rode motorcycles. You know, Biddy had a bike. I had a bike. And, uh, you know, we did a little bit of that. And and uh, then we just kind of kept a friendship going over the years. We would meet for a cup of coffee and chat about life. And, uh, you know, it's just turned out to be a wonderful friendship. Now, back in the day, Biddy had two uh, – still has two daughters. But I kind of watched um, – uh, him, you know, lead his girls and different things. They were in high school at the time, and uh, I don't think we had kids back in those days. But I, I just kind of so saw, we're, ta- saw we're talking like thirty years ago. Yeah, we're talking yeah. early nineties, ninety one, ninety two, and uh, so I just kind of saw a guy that I thought, you know, he's a great guy, and he's so good at at you know asking questions, and he's just so easy to talk to. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We just struck up a friendship. I don't, I don't know that it was any great aha moment. Biddy, what did you see in Murphy? I, I was intrigued by, by this guy in, in that he wasn't the typical pastor type. Um, he jumped right into a relationship where pastors normally seem to be a little guarded about mixing uh, personally with the, uh, with the congregation, yeah. And, and Murphy wasn't that way at all. He was so approachable and so accessible. And, of course, it, it helped getting to know him in the context of, of regular activities rather than just Bible studies or coming to church or that kind of thing. Uh, you know, to see him riding a bike and um, going way too fast, I might add. <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, and the same, same with skiing. Uh, you know, when you're out on the slopes and you, it's a new experience and you really see the character in the fabric – of somebody and he was just an attractive guy and has remained that way uh, and, just, and and one of the great things about snow skiing is 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 what you do is you learn how to ski but then you follow someone so what you do uh, like like Biddy would be in the lead and I would follow his tracks mm. and uh, and and uh, there's such a lesson there you know you kind of find someone who's doing it the right way I would try to turn at the points that he turned and keep my skis parallel you know all those things that you do uh, uh probably the biggest thing is he had an interest in me and i had an interest in him and you know a church with at the size of southeast you know sometimes people don't lean your way and biddy kind of leaned my way and it was just uh it just turned out to be a great relationship that's good that's so we're going to take a break and come back and hear more about these guys and their story about uh, how having a mentor in your life and also being a mentor and how that relationship is important and how that is a life-changing event for the the trajectory of your life when you have somebody who's pouring into you so we're going to take a break we'll be back shortly talk about 
being a mentor and having a mentor on Solid Steps Radio. Hello and welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. We're here with Murphy and Biddy. And uh, no, that is not a, <laughs> that's, a singing that's duo. A, that's a comedy duo. <laughs> no, right that, it's not a duo. That is <laughs> a, well, I guess they are kind of a duo. We're but, with Murphy and a chicken, yeah. and Biddy. <laughs> that's a life duo. How about that? Uh, and so we're, we're talking today about mentorship and, and what that means to have a friend uh, on steroids, right? A friendship that's even more than just being somebody you hang out with. And if you need somebody to mentor you in your money, you need to go to LNN Credit Union. They have been mentoring people for years in the local area here hear about how to help people, whether it's personal checking, savings, uh, home loans, equity lines, you name it, mortgages, they can help you out. Ellen and Credit Union, they've been sponsoring our show from the beginning. We are thankful for them, and we're also thankful for the, what they've done in our community. And also Vision First Eye Care. Rod Rollo and his crew, they're all over. You cannot throw a rock without hitting a Vision First, and that's good because they are helping the community with their their vision needs, whether you have healthy eyes or unhealthy eyes, or you need about three stacks of glasses on your nose to be able to read, you probably need to go to Vision First, and they can help you with your eye care. So we want to thank LNN Credit Union and Vision First Eye Care for sponsoring our show. Okay, so yeah, it is funny. Murphy and Biddy, oh, we, we, listeners, we pray every time we start our show, and I'm on the, uh, we, we get on our knees because Chad and I, from the very beginning, we just feel like, you know, we're just desperate for God, and and we get, I'm on, we're on our knees and we're praying. I start laughing because I'm like, oh, Murphy and Biddy. Man, it does sound like a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> the Murphy and Biddy comedy show. But uh, you guys have been palling around for around 30 years or so. And, yep. I, I, and I just think that so many guys miss that. I mean, Biddy, in, in your world, in, in the, you know, Murphy, you've been a preacher for all these years, but Biddy, you've been in the corporate world and you've been, you know, in the business world. And uh, how many guys do you see just don't do not have this kind of relationship? Oh yeah, I, I mean, as you know, as you as you work and you exchange exchange thoughts with your workmates and stuff and get to know them, I share things about people I know and you know relationships, and it's really unusual. Most guys don't have any kind of depth it's all superficial we were talking earlier about sports and that kind of stuff but uh, to go deep into somebody's life and to share heartfelt issues uh, it's just it's just really rare Mo- most people won't be that vulnerable yeah. and uh, that's that's certainly a key to be vul- to, to be open and vulnerable to sharing what's going on in your life yeah, Murphy, you say uh, news, weather, sports. Yeah, we talk about that, and that's it's easy. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's you know, it moves us hopefully down the road in, into friendship. But you, you you just mentioned in the break uh, the concept of uh, what f- uh, sharing our fears and uh, yeah, you know, most guys uh, uh, seem to talk at a news, weather, and sports level. But you know where we really live are our fears, our anxieties, our challenges, our concerns, our relationships with, uh, you know, our wives, our children. And uh, there, there, there are so many things that are below the waterline that, uh, that we need to address. You know, most men are very prideful. Most men are very, um, you know, um, fearful about things. A lot of men have anger, you know, things like that. So, um, Chad and I can't relate to anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pick a show. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, um, I mean, really, you know, only one person grows. That's a willing one. I mean, 
I mean, you can have all the Bible knowledge in the world, but if you're not willing to grow, I mean, you're just not going to grow. So what I found in my life, I, I've kind of been an expert at digging, and um, that is uh, digging myself out of the hole that I put myself in. <laughs> uh, so um, having relationships with other men, I've been in the same small group for about 25 years as well. And, and once you recognize your weaknesses, that you're weak and you need someone else, uh, um, I mean, obviously we need the Lord, we need the Holy Spirit and all of that. But for me, what I need is to keep my eye on somebody that I admire, that I care about, who also cares about me. Uh, and, and, uh, and that's just been so helpful. So one of the ways I look at mentoring is uh, mentoring will make your life better, but it will make you better at life. Hmm. And if you kind of, th- that's kind of a quote uh, that I've kind of jigged a little bit from Andy Stanley. So mentoring will make your life better and make you better at life. But also uh, an important thing about mentoring to me, meeting with Biddy, you know, about every six weeks talking about our lives. I mean, that is an investment that I'm making in me. And, you know, so many guys, uh, you know, they make financial investments, they make an investment in a home, they make an investment in, uh, you know, their kids and so on and so forth. But to me, mentoring is making that investment in yourself. So, you know, usually we get together, it's about an hour and a half or so, a cup of coffee. And that that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. So, you know, what can I learn? You know, what can we talk about? We rarely have any kind of agenda but it's just that iron sharpens iron rubbing off on each other and and a bit he's good at asking good questions and and um so making that investment what's the age what's the age difference between you two Uh, i'm 56 i'm 72 oh so uh you you know in one sense you're having this this friendship but it's really moving then towards, uh, you know, for, for in your mind, Murphy, leaning into a guy who's a little bit older than you, been kicking the can down the road, and you can learn from him. Right. We we really took kind of a deeper dive probably five or six years ago for me. Um, I just kind of, I mean, had a kind of an emotional crisis. You know, there was a lot going on in the ministry, a lot going on in my life. And I needed somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Biddy and I had been friends all these years. I called him on a Saturday morning. I mean, I, you know, usually you're out, uh, you know, thinking of, you know, really light things on a Saturday morning. I'm going to cut the grass and rake the leaves. Well, uh, you know, nothing immoral, anything like that. But I was just uh, kind of, you know, in a place I've never been. So I'm like, Biddy, uh, I need to talk. And he was just right there ready. And, uh, you know, I think we spent about three hours talking. And then from you, that. So, so right there and then, I mean, you, you go, hey, I'm, we're going to meet in 30 minutes, 60 minutes or whatever. Yeah, so right away. Right yeah. away. Yeah, you came right over to my, mm-hmm. my home. We sat in the library. And but what, what really was helpful, I mean, we had a relationship all these years, just a cup of coffee. And we kind of news weather and sports. We talked about a lot of things. But at the time of need, at the time of crisis, he was he was the first guy to talk. I don't want to talk to another minister. I don't want to talk to a counselor. I mean, I want to talk to someone that I admire, who who I think is beyond me, above me, further down the road. Mm. And 
uh, so, you know, you know, a couple of years kind of moving through a very dramatic thing for me. I'd never had a I mean, it wasn't a nervous breakdown and stuff like that, but I just needed to I needed to sort some things out. I'd had a couple of changes in ministry and uh, oh, man, it, uh, uh, you know, I mean, Betty probably, you know, I'm still in full time ministry and I think he kept he kept things on the rails for me. Mm. So so Biddy, from your perspective, when when Murphy calls you up, uh, did you know in that phone call like, hey, he, he's really struggling? Yeah, I could I could tell immediately from uh, from just what he shared on the phone that he needed needed help, uh, mainly just to talk to somebody to sort it out. I, you know, I'm not so full of wisdom that I could lay his path out for him, but to 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 listen to help to know that I'd be treating it confidentially. Uh, we'd been vulnerable with one another all along. Uh, and I, I need to say, this mentoring thing is, you know, I don't want to be a mentor. I, I don't deliberately set out to be a mentor to Murphy or to anybody else. But you get in these situations where he's open, I'm open, and we're, it's, it's like Zoe life exchange. We're, we're just exchanging one another's hearts, and we've been doing that for years. So it was very natural then. Uh, to be able to go, as he said, take a deeper dive into other issues. Yeah, because the, the, the bottom line is this. We are all going to face troubled waters. That We're all going to get in a boat that's pretty rocky. We just don't know when it's going to be. I mean, Jesus promises that. In this world, you will have tribulation. There's going to be trials and difficulties, pain and suffering. And, and when you have this friendship, and then all of a sudden, when the troubled waters do happen to you, Murphy... Man, okay, I'm I'm calling Biddy. Well, and and this whole uh, uh, confidentiality, trust. Uh, I mean, there was already a, a very very good relationship. Uh, I mean, when those troubled waters come, I mean, we need someone to talk to in depth that that is objective, and they're going to listen. You know. Uh, and so many men, I mean, you see this, Kurt, as a pastor, so many men are schemed by the devil. Mm. And uh, sometimes we need another guy to say, hey, buddy, you're being schemed. You know, those fiery darts are coming at you like Ephesians talks about, and you need to put your armor on. Uh, so, so uh, you know, Biddy's been able to help me through the years kind of think about uh, I don't know. Maybe you're being schemed. Let's take a look at that. You know, when I when I hear this, I, I, I just get really encouraged because as a pastor to men for so many years, and our heartbeat for this show is to, to just encourage guys, take the step of faith to, you know, jump to, to, to connect with another guy. Make an investment in yourself. Uh, yeah, uh, amen. Amen. We need to take a break, and then we're going to come back. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk more about this relationship, this dynamic, and, and talk maybe a little bit more from the, the perspectives. You've got the – and I know Biddy said he didn't like to be called a mentor, but truth of the matter is, for our purposes, he's a mentor to, to Murphy. But how has Biddy benefited from being a mentor? There's a lot to that as well. I know I had a man who mentored me who was – you know, 50 years, my, my senior who mentored me like a grandfather. And I, I just, those days are cherished. And, and I named one of my children after that man, cause he was so uh, Im, impressionable to me. And I love very much Cecil McGee was his name. And uh, mm, it, it is important, man. it is good important man. to have somebody in your life who's been further down the road. 
And uh, we're going to talk more about that in the next segment and the next couple segments here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Uh, thank you for listening. We want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank Frank Enterprises. Those guys over there at Frank Enterprises, if you've got a septic system and you need to be mentored in your septic system problem, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's just, well, you know, these guys <laughs> are, the, are, are the best. Uh, Kurt Frank and his crew over there, if you have septic issues or you've got water outside your home and it's not going where it's supposed to go, you're going to have some problems. Frank Enterprises. They're coming to guys. my house today. Oh, are they really? There you go. So Kurt Frank and his, his crew can help you out with all your, your water flowing needs. And uh, we also want to thank Bright Star Home Care. Bright Star Home Care has one of the, the most important ministries in, in this country's future as far as from an industry's perspective. They help people care for their loved ones who are in need. And you know someone or you may be someone who says, I need to help care for my loved one, whether they need a day a week or they need 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care can help walk through that incredibly challenging season of life with you. So they do great things, but they also sponsor our show. We want to thank them very much for doing that. So, Chad, when I think of Biddy and Murphy, I, I mean, I just I love this friendship thing because I think so many guys miss out in life. They're, they're just doing this solo thing, and they're missing out on the beauty of this friendship that I think God models for us in the actual the Trinity, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, but Murphy, you know, five or six years ago, you, you know, you're struggling and you go, I, I, I don't want to go talk to a preacher, you know, I'll probably get some, you know, whatever. Uh, I'll get some church answer. <laughs> some church know. answer. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to my buddy Biddy. And uh, but before we we unpack that, Biddy, you, you that day, you took the phone call. He came over, and and you, what did you do that day? You know, in a in a sense of just listening and and just asking good questions. Yeah, I think primarily, uh, you know, you could see that he was troubled and was very serious, far more serious than some other things we talked about, other issues in, in life. And so, yeah, primarily you have to listen and, uh, and maybe try, try to offer some assurance that the, that the crisis that he was feeling was just for right now, that there was going to be a tomorrow and there were, there were logical things that he could do to move into tomorrow and the next day and that it all wasn't going to end you know that that morning, that afternoon, uh, but listening, I think, is a big thing. And and I, you know, I kind of knew his heart because we'd had a deep relationship. We'd understood one another. We'd shared lots of things, and uh, you, you know, that previous knowledge gives you the ability to measure really where he was, how he felt, how serious it was or wasn't. And uh, I, so, I couldn't tell him what to do. I couldn't give him specific guidance because it, gosh, it was some new situations to me. They weren't in the wheelhouse of my direct experience. Yeah, because I mean, you're, you're you're not a pastor, you're not yeah. a preacher, you're not right. a counselor, you're not a trained you know psychologist, therapist, whatever. You are a man who has walked with God for years, for decades, and and uh, but what you really had to offer was a listening ear. Um, so, so uh, one of the questions that Biddy asked me, and uh-huh. in, in, in going through this experience, and uh, 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 I remember we were sitting at Panera Bread having a cup of coffee, and I was pretty emotional. And I remember he looked right at me. He said, "What are your tears about?" Mm. And you know, sometimes we have these emotions 
uh, we just can't describe. I mean, we can't put our finger on it. Uh, I mean, we're just emotional. We're, uh, I mean, we're just a mess. And I remember I said, I don't even know. I, I'm just upset, but that's a good question for me. And I That thought, was a great yeah. question. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just remember the intensity of that look. I can still see it today. And at that point, I realized, um, wow, I need to think through what I'm going through. I need um, counsel. I need his advice. I need to download, you know, um, I mean, just my thoughts. And, you know, that's really what people need. Uh, you know, most people know what they need to do. Hmm. They just need to talk it through. Uh, um, and and uh, this whole thing about mentoring, for me, it's given me an opportunity to refine my thoughts and refine my heart and kind of refine what I need to do. And, uh, and, and Abidi's been a good guy to uh, be objective and – um, you know, he's told me a time or two, hey, uh, you just need to stop whining and move on. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and he's also been a truth teller that, uh, you know, he's he's not afraid to talk to a pastor and say, now, look, uh, here's what I think you're saying. And uh, I mean, you know, the brutal facts are these. Mm. And so many times in our lives, we need the brutal facts. I mean, I'm dealing with a couple right now that my wife and I have, uh, our kids grew up together, we vacationed together, uh, and uh, and they're going through a brutal divorce. And uh, I mean, I love this man. I love this woman and these children. I mean, our families have been so close, but um, it's just the unwillingness, uh, you know, for the couple to face the brutal facts and uh you know then you put in the uh you know the schemes of the devil and things like that uh you know so it's just it's just been unfortunate what has happened to a couple that we truly love with all of our hearts but you know what murphy i mean that couple that and, and in your situation you have to humble yourself and go okay i, I don't have the answers I don't have all the uh, what I need in my toolbox. I, I've got to go to another guy, and well, and, I love Romans, uh, you know, sixteen nineteen. Uh, it says, "Be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil." And I think that's where, you know, mentoring really helps me. Be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. So, uh, for me, I mean, I have just benefited, you know. First and foremost, I don't think I can do ministry on my own unless I get some help from the Holy Spirit, from God, from others. And um, uh, having, uh, I don't know if it's a spiritual gift or not, but having the gift of refinement to always be a learner, always be coachable and teachable to people around you and look for those opportunities for God to speak. Uh, and, I mean, without even knowing it, I mean, the Lord has spoken through Biddy over a number of different things, and I, I kind of pick that up and refine it a little bit and add a few things to my ministry, add a few things to my parenting, add a few things to, uh, um, you know, just trying to be a wise man. So, Biddy, in your world, I mean, how you, even you have, in, in, in a sense, blessed this younger man listen to him, been there for him. 
but it's been a blessing to you. Oh, yeah. Like, like I mentioned, you, you know, you don't want to set out to be anybody's mentor. I, I don't know that I even like that ter- term of <laughs> reference back to me at all because, I, you know, you don't feel worthy of it. You don't feel wise enough to, to claim the mantle. You don't feel trained. But uh, it, it's, it's, as I mentioned, it's life exchange. I, you know, I get more – when we talked about this, Murphy, I, I get more out of talking to him than I give him. Uh, he's got a perspective. He's got training. He's got knowledge. He's got relationships that that are different than mine, and I, I grow and learn by being with him. And it's it's precious time. Biddy, did you ever have anybody in your life that that did the same thing for you? Uh, well, actually, a group. Yeah, and it, and it goes on yet today. Uh, I was involved in. I met Christ through a high school youth group almost sixty years ago in in a church in Baltimore. And that same group is still together in many ways. There's about a dozen guys and girls uh, that we're connected with. We get together, even though we live vastly different areas of the country. Uh, we get together with, with some almost an annual frequency. Uh, we do these long text chains where we're all contributing and sending pictures. And, and yeah, and there's serious issues that come up. And uh, those are the first people that I, that I take my concerns to. Hmm. And... Uh, all well established in life. That's uh, I mean that's rich. Yeah, it's it's really special. It's really special. You know, when I think about the the, the church, that's the that's a, a, in part that's part of the role of the church, the body of Christ. We need one another. You're going to say something, Murph? Well, you think about First Thessalonians chapter two, verse eight, where Paul says, "Not only have I shared the gospel with you, but I've shared my life as well." And one of the things I observed in Biddy's uh, uh, life is that. He has gone out of his way to maintain these old friendships and start new friendships. You know, we'll say, hey, well, what are you up to? Oh, well, I'm driving, uh, you know, I'm going to go to Colorado and meet with a friend there and see what's going on with him. He's had some health issues and they can't get up the step. So I'm going to, you know, I may be there for three weeks or something like that. So the thing I have observed is the richness of friendship and uh You know, once again, you go iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Um, That's kind of what I want. And, you know, maybe guys listening to this, they go, I don't want that. I don't need that. I don't care about that. Uh, It just depends on what kind of life you want, you know, what kind of life you want to live. For me, I uh, understand I need a little help. I need a little little encouragement. I need a little push. I need the truth. Maybe you need a little bit more. I do. Yeah, and uh, it's just been so good. It, it's 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 mentoring has made my life better and made me better at life. I just can't explain it any other way. That's good. That's so we're going to take a break. Come back in our in one more segment, and it says in Proverbs twenty four six. Surely you need guidance to wage war, and victory is won through many advisors. No one would say, I'm going to go to war by myself and I think I can handle this. And then we look and think about the war of life that we're in, right? It seems like a war at times. And, and we think we, we can handle this guidance of life by ourselves, And that's just not wise. I mean, anybody who says, I'm going to go start a business without any consultation. I'm not going to ask anybody's opinion. I'm going to go start this business and I'm going to do what I need to do. And nobody's going to give me any opinions. That's, that's not somebody I would invest in, right? That's a... That's not wise. So that's if, an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, so if you guys listening to this thought, yeah, I would never do that in my own business. What about your life? I think about something I heard once in a read in a book says, 
We're defined, the world defines us between nine and five, but really the most important things in life happen between five and nine, who we are outside of work. So if you thought, well, I would never do that in work, well, why would you not do that in your own world personally? So we're going to hear more from these guys in this final segment about how you can be a mentor and be mentored uh, on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment. If you missed any of this, then uh, I, I feel sorry for you. You need to go back and listen to uh, all of this show. Uh, we're talking to Murphy and Biddy. I know that's not a comedy duo. That is what well, kind of is if you really knew them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we're talking about the power and impact of mentor friendships, having somebody who's further down the road, whatever you want to call it, just having a, the power of a friend there. And uh, if you want to hear more of that, you need to go back and listen to the show. You can go to Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and then you'll see all of our podcasts, and you can listen to those shows in their entirety. Thanks to our great sponsors like Dan Hart Financial. If you want to retire or you want to talk about your financial retirement, your financial future for 20, 30, 40 years from now, five years from now, Dan Hart Financial can give you some great wisdom and biblical counsel about what to do with your money. And also, Country Lake Christian Retreat Center, uh, they have all kinds of wonderful uh, summer programs. And if you want to take your team, whether it's a business team or just some folks out for to enjoy this beautiful weather we will eventually get, uh, <laughs> then uh, take them to Country Lake Christian Retreat Center. And then again, I want to thank again LNN Credit Union for sponsoring our show. So, you know, you guys, when I, when I think about these friendships and this mentoring that happens with guys when they get together, it's really for a purpose, though. It's really so that I, I think... At the end of our life, um, we have something. Uh, we, I think what we can say with the Apostle Paul, I have fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. And now there's stored up for me a crown of righteousness, and uh, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will, will award to me on that day. And it's really so that we can remain faithful and have a, a legacy. Biddy, in, in the break, you, you made a comment about a legacy. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm struck from, uh, I shared the name of a book I read that, about some great men that did wonderful things. Uh, their legacy is their name on a building or a statue someplace that most people don't see. Uh, guys who accumulate great wealth. The legacy is what, what they're able to pass along. And it's all about relationship. I think you get you get to the, towards the end of your life, and you've accrued wealth, you've accrued things, but none of it is worth anything except what you're able to to give in terms of friendship, uh, direction for your grandchildren, for your kids. Uh, that's all. That's all it is. That's all there is to it. And you mentioned finishing well. That's that's what's left at the end. What have you left behind for somebody? Uh, not in financial terms, but in spirit. And, and, and rich relationships. I mean, it's just, it's just so significant. Well, if you think about life, I mean, uh, it, it, it's kind of like this big race. You know, Paul even talks about that. And you mentioned the verse. So you're just going around and around and around and around. And eventually to win that race, you've got to be on the lead lap. And, uh, you know, your car can't uh, have mechanical failure. You can't hit the wall. You can't crash out. And I just think uh, if, if 
if we come alongside people, they come alongside us. And, um, you know, we're faithful to the God uh, that we love. I know my dad said years ago, son, if uh, if you love God with all your heart and you love people, uh, you know, your life will uh, – you'll really enjoy your life. And, uh, and that's kind of stuck with me. I mean, not only do I love the Lord's work, but I love being with people. And uh, – but, but – but for me, finishing on that lead lap as a pastor has been so important. Kurt, you and I have both seen, um, you know, the wheels come off of a lot of, uh, you know, men. And it's just a heartbreaker. It's very damaging for, for, for all kinds of people. So for me, uh, you know, I don't have to be first in the race. But if I can just be on that lead lap at the end of uh, this, this race, uh, you know, to me, I think that'll be a, 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 a goal uh, that I accomplished, and I, I and I can't do it by myself. I've just gotta absolutely have help. I, I mean, yeah, we 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 were never intended to do this journey alone. And even as we enter, uh, you know, what I would say the the end, the last third of our life. I mean, God wants us to finish well. I mean, I, I love. Uh, in fact, we're going to do a a, a, sh- a a series of shows down the later this year on the book "Finishing Strong" by Steve Farrar. I mean, and how how do we finish strong? And, and one of the ways we have we have to have people around us. You're going to make a comment, uh, Biddy? Well, I, yeah, I think it's all it's all about people. I, you, j- you just can't be isolated. And the, and the older we get, the more tendency I see men to be isolated. They draw in, they, they, uh, they lose their enthusiasm for new things, and we, we, we got to do just the opposite. We've got to reach out and touch more people. Yeah, you know, Biddy, when I, you're, you're 72 years old, and I'm thinking there, there's listeners right now who are in their 70s, and there's a 40, 50-year-old man that needs your wisdom, that needs your experience, that needs your listening ear. And a good question is what you provided Murphy uh, all these years. Um, listener, I, I want to encourage you, step out and uh, invest in a younger man. Chad, I, I, I'm reminded of what Cecil did with you. Um, and you, ha- in one sense, you've never been the same since. No, I, when I was 28 years old, a, a new believer, I'm f- walking with the Lord. I was sitting in Cecil McGee's living room, and, and I didn't know why. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know my, one end from the Bible from the other. And Cecil, he was a grandfather to me. He was my spiritual grandfather. He just basically, for the better part of a year, we met once a week, and he just, just loved on me. you know. And, and the curriculum was secondary. It was just the fact of the relationship he was... He was, you know, and he, it's funny, you said something, Biddy, that he said, and I never believed him until I had an opportunity to possibly just get a taste of it is he always told me I'm getting more out of this than you are. And I said, that's not possible. He says, you just don't get it yet. You will one day. And, and being able to pour into someone is it's, it's God ordained. God arranged our relationship to be that way to say, Hey, I want somebody to pour into you. And then I want you to pour into someone else. It's uh, yeah. There's something supernatural that just happens. Yeah, and, and 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 just I mean, just think about it, Biddy. How much you would have missed if if Murphy wouldn't have been a part of your life, and how much Murphy would have missed. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just amazing. So so years ago when I came to know the Lord, uh, you know, small town, South Georgia, I was, I was kind of doing the wrong thing with the wrong people at the wrong time. <laughs> 
And I'm so glad the Lord reached down. That's and, like a country song yeah, gone bad, man. And it's a bad country song, too. So we'll just keep, we'll move on from there. But uh, I will never forget a friend, Lindy Knight, uh, at my church, who is a strong believer. And, and I just had a view of Lindy's life because uh, I'd heard about him and his commitment. He came up to me. He, he said, hey, I heard that you have given your life to the Lord. And, uh, you know, I saw your baptism in church. And he said, why don't you come over to my farm every day after work and kind of stop doing crazy? And and uh, let's look at God's word. So um, the invitation was extended. And, uh, you know, every day this was right after high school. Um, I was working for a utility company. Every day after work, I went to Lindy's house. And to this day, for about two years, he taught me more about God than I ever learned in Bible college and seminary. <laughs> I remember going through the Ten Spiritual Laws from Bill Bright. And, um, I mean, just that experience kind of set my life in a course of being mentored. And, and I thought, well, I really need this. What, what a gift. Hey, guys, um, we got to wrap this baby up. I just want to say a huge thank you. Thank you, Biddy. Thanks, for Murphy, for coming in and uh, just sharing your story for your friendship. Um, Murphy, would you pray for us guys that we would that we'd lean into more of these uh, friendships? Us guys, please. Oh, Lord, thank you for the opportunity uh, to talk about this important topic, uh, this whole idea of mentoring and legacy and, uh, you know, iron sharpening iron. And I pray, Lord, uh, that any man out there listening today, um, if they would like to be in a mentoring relationship, that uh, you would blow the doors open. And uh, at uh, just the right moment, at just the right time, that uh, the perfect person would uh, come along. Um, This Christian life, Lord, is is supposed to be lived in community and um, I pray for folks out there who desire community or wishing for community and uh, that you would open doors and uh, any man out there struggling Lord with uh, his personal life um, I pray that he would have that coachable teachable spirit to step forward and say I need help Mm -hmm. Um, um, we can't uh, hide and weave and bob and avoid uh it's just time to step up and say um lord help me open doors Mm. and 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 i pray for the senior community out there people like biddy that uh hey if you're wondering what to do next lord that you would impress upon their heart to step up and be willing to share their wisdom and experiences and and uh their their loving knowledge of you so uh, thank you for this talk today. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for my friend, Biddy. He certainly made a tremendous impact in my life, as, as well as Kurt and Chad. Bless this ministry, Lord, in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Murph. Thank you. You know, as we've quoted it. You may, have, may or may not be familiar with it, but we've made, used this phrase, iron sharpens iron. It's Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So iron for to sharpen iron needs to rub up against one another, needs to be a little bit of friction. Um, but if you want to be sharp, you need someone else to help you become sharp. 
the opposite of that is if you want to be dull, <laughs> then you can just go life, life by yourself. I heard a phrase yesterday that was so true and, and you can't hear it enough that if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, take somebody with you. And that is true in life and you cannot do it without other people. Uh, listen, if Jesus could have, if anybody was equipped to do everything by himself, it would have been him and he didn't. He had an inner circle, he had 12, he had 70, he had a lot of people, and he did more than anybody else in the world with a group of guys. And so we hope that you will hear this, men, and you will go after other men. Hey, uh, send this to someone else. This is going to be podcast number 178. Send this to someone who you think, boy, they need to hear this to either be a mentor or be a mentoree and uh, just to love one another. So thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. 